0: See ya. RTHK News.
1: It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. Government ministers once again mount a defense of the planned security law. The financial secretary warns that U.S. measures against Hong Kong will hurt the U.S. economy worse than the SAR and some U.S. cities impose curfews in a bid to stem violent protests over the police killing of an unarmed African-American man. Constitutional Affairs Minister Eric Tsang says other countries should mind their own business when it comes to Beijing's decision to impose a national security law on Hong Kong. He says only people planning to break the law or with ulterior motives would oppose it. Damon Pang reports. Mr. Zheng compared the situation to a house owner wanting to install doors to stop thieves from entering the house, saying this should have no effect on neighbours and that they should mind their own business. The minister said few details are known of the security law itself, so it's normal to see a spike in emigration enquiries in the past week or so. But Mr. Zheng said these are inquiries only, and he doesn't think it means Hong Kongers are actually going to leave the SAR. President Trump has criticised the security law and vowed to sanction mainland Hong Kong officials who he says are eroding the SAR's autonomy and freedom. But Mr Deng says he has nothing to fear from what he calls American intimidation and threats of sanctions, saying he doesn't own property in the U.S. or overseas. Mr Deng says he won't even go to Canada so that they can't arrest me from there. Separately, a deputy director of the Basic Law Committee, Maria Tam, said Beijing has taken Hong Kong's situation into account when imposing national security laws on the SAR. She said the Hong Kong version will not include anti-revolutionary crimes and Internet safety offenses, which are included in mainland laws. She said that if the central government had intended to apply the mainland version in Hong Kong, the law wouldn't be limited to four types of criminal activities, subversion of state power, division of the country, terrorist activity, and interference by external forces. Ms. Tam was speaking after a TVB interview. National security is a matter for the central government or the parliament of the country. Uh, It is never delegated
0: or ceded to any local government. Whether you are a unitary state
1: or a federal state, the ultimate responsibility and the highest power to enact this law must rest with the central government. There is no
0: exception.
1: China's top envoy in the United States, Cui Tian Kai, has also defended the law, saying Hong Kong has long been defenseless from this standpoint. In a signed article published in U.S. newspapers, China's ambassador to the U.S. says the SAR has been used to promote independence, incite violence, and has on several occasions crossed a line with the central government. He added that foreign forces have increasingly been meddling in Hong Kong affairs, pushing the SAR into chaos and endangering national security. The top diplomat also said the upcoming security law will make Americans who live and work in Hong Kong feel safe. State media also lashed out at possible retaliatory moves by the United States to impose sanctions and end Hong Kong's special status if Beijing imposes new national security laws. China Daily said the latest move taken by President Donald Trump would hurt the United States and would unite Hong Kong with mainland China. The state-run Global Times said China has already prepared for the worst and that the extreme tactics of a superpower like the U.S. are nothing less than chronic suicide. Meanwhile, the financial secretary, Paul Chan, said the U.S. decision to revoke Hong Kong's special trade status will do little harm to the SAR but would hurt the U.S. more. Writing in his blog, Mr. Chan said Hong Kong's direct exports to the United States accounted for less than 0.1 percent of the SAR's total outbound shipments. But Hong Kong is the third largest market for U.S. wines and the fourth largest for beef. The financial chief also dismissed speculation that Hong Kong will impose foreign exchange controls. Mr. Chan stressed that the Hong Kong dollar would remain free and the inflow and there and there would be no restrictions on the outflow of funds. Two groups of pro-Beijing demonstrators have accused the U.S. of intervening... Intervening China's domestic affairs by threatening sanctions over Hong Kong's imminent national security law, they marched from Chatter Gardens to the U.S. Consulate and chanted slogans calling the U.S. a hooligan and shameless. One group called the U.S. the black hand behind Hong Kong's separatists, saying it's why it smeared the national security law. They said the law was needed to put an end to violence and chaos here. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, says people taking part in unlawful assemblies are increasing the risks of COVID-19 spreading. Last Wednesday alone, the police arrested nearly 400 people, mostly involving protests. And Ms. Chan wrote on her blog that if the gatherings cause major cluster infections, that would again have an impact on people's daily lives and shock the public medical system. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Democratic Party lawmaker Ted Hei has called on people not to give up their fight for democracy and freedoms in Hong Kong. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr. Hei said that the security law poses severe threats to people's rights and freedoms, and Hong Kongers could easily be subjected to arbitrary arrests. He said he's also concerned that Beijing will be allowed to establish enforcement mechanisms in the city.
0: The Liaison's office is already notorious for constantly interfering with Hong Kong's internal affairs, including legislative council elections. Another office in Hong Kong, in the form of an enforcement mechanism, will only enjoy even more power. If cross border law enforcement is allowed under the law, they will bring in mainland's twisted understanding of rule of law and their infamous law enforcement ways to Hong Kong. This will pose a serious threat to Hong Kong's rights and freedoms.
1: Overseas, widespread violent protests have erupted across the United States over the killing of an unarmed black man by police. At least 30 cities have been hit by demonstrations. In Chicago, protesters threw stones at riot officers who responded with tear gas. For the second day running, crowds converged on the White House in Washington, D.C. Police cars were set on fire in Los Angeles, Miami and several other cities. In Washington, D.C., this unnamed protester addressed the crowd.
2: It does not matter what job you have, where you live, how many degrees you have. If your skin is black, you are automatically a threat. As long as they use their skin color as a weapon, they were serious as a threat. We have to change the narrative today. Yeah.
1: In the city of Minneapolis, where George Floyd was killed last week, police took concerted action to try to disperse protesters. They drove back a large crowd who were defying a curfew. The BBC's David Willis reports.
0: Officials in Minneapolis had promised a massive show of force in response to five nights of protest which have led to arson and looting. Thousands more National Guard officers were drafted in and the state's governor, Tim Waltz, urged people to stay at home. But shortly after a nighttime curfew came into place, police again fired tear gas in an attempt to disperse a sizable group of demonstrators. In Los Angeles, officers fired rubber bullets after clashing with protesters during which several police
1: vehicles were set on fire. The number of recorded coronavirus cases around the world has just passed six million. The BBC's Steve Jackson reports. The six million figure is for officially confirmed coronavirus infections as reported by governments around the world. In reality, the number of cases is thought to be very substantially higher with many people suffering no symptoms and limited testing in a lot of countries. Nonetheless, these figures give at least some indication of the trajectory of the disease. The US still tops the list for both infections and deaths, but the number of new cases continues to fall. The same is true for some of the other worst affected countries, Britain, Spain and Italy. In Brazil, Still, though, the outbreak still appears to be getting worse and the number of new cases in Russia remains stubbornly high. The number of people who have died of Covid-19 in Brazil has now surpassed the total from France, making it the fourth worst hit country in the world. About 29,000 Brazilians have died and nearly half a million have caught the virus. The latest figures comes just days after the Governor of Sao Paulo, Brazil's biggest and richest state, said he'd start to reopen the economy from tomorrow. Two U.S. astronauts are due to arrive at the International Space Station later today after being launched into orbit on the first manned mission by a private company. The rocket, built by SpaceX, lifted off from Florida, the first to carry a crew from U.S. soil in nearly a decade. Mainland factory activity rose for a third straight month in May as companies got back to work after efforts to contain the coronavirus were eased. However, a deep contraction in export orders means the recovery is sluggish. The official Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index was 50.6 in May compared with 50.8 in April. To end the news, our top stories once again. Government ministers once again mount a defense of the planned security law. The financial secretary warns that U.S. measures against Hong Kong will hurt the U.S. economy worse than the SAR and some U.S. cities impose curfews in a bid to stem violent protests over the police killing of an African-American man. The news from RTHK.